Well, hello and welcome to Sister Take Heart. This is Janet Bernstein. I'm your host. I'm also the founder and president of the Every Heart Project, a collaborative mission focused on helping women connect from the heart. Today, we are going to be talking about navigating conflict. I'll be honest, this is not my favorite topic to cover, and it's certainly not the easiest. In fact, as I sit here, I'm sort of treading pretty lightly because there's been a lot of conflict in a lot of the women's groups that I've been a part of. I want to start by reading you a piece from my new book, The New Roles for the Sisterhood. And this is from chapter nine, and it's called Learn to Navigate Conflict. First of all, drama happens, especially when you're getting women together consistently. Ever since we were little girls running around on the playground, we've been dealing with the challenges of conflict. You remember the scene, a small group of girls telling each other they're going to give one girl the silent treatment all day, or they're going to pretend like they're invisible and talk to no one the rest of the day. Whatever the ridiculous reason or idea, it ends up hurting someone else. Unfortunately, this doesn't seem to improve too much as we get older, but it really should. And I wish I could say that mine is this heart-led and heart-centered organization and that we don't have such problems, but that would be a lie. We still have them, but I'm determined to guide us in how we navigate them different. Perhaps if one by one group by group, we start to dramatically improve how we resolve conflict, it will spread to the rest of the world and start to shape us all differently. I know I sound pretty naive right now, and I'm okay with that. I know my mission is a tall one, and I know it's not for everyone. I can't allow negative thinking to derail me as I pave this path, and I don't expect anyone to pave it for me. I'm often on this road alone, and I've come to terms with that because my purpose drives me daily. And if you've been following along this far without throwing the book across the room yet, my guess is that you want more from your sisterhood too. So I'm kind of chuckling because I know some of you who just heard that are probably thinking, wow, why would I want to throw the book across the room? What's in those first eight chapters? Well... (laughs) Sister Take Heart. It's coming out very soon and you will be able to read all about it. So when we talk about conflict, I think most of the time we are really just trying to avoid it. I talk to a lot of the women in my circles and a lot of what I hear is, well, I just don't want to rock the boat or I don't want to bring up that issue because it's sensitive. I don't want to offend anyone. And in essence, what we're doing when we don't address the conflicts is that we're just learning more and more how to sort of beat around the bush. Let's just put it into a different perspective. Let's say you have two kiddos who are constantly fighting about the same thing. If they learn over time that they're probably never going to win the argument, And so they just sort of never talk about it. One day, if they have a big blow up, all of that past resentment is going to creep up. They've never addressed it. They've never apologized. They've never made amends with each other. So now when the rubber meets the road, 
all that past hurt and anger is going to come bubbling back up. And truthfully, the same thing is happening, happening in our sisterhood. We have got to take a step back and realize that it's not about avoiding the conflict. It's learning how to manage it or navigate it. So I talk a lot in the book, go straight to the source. Now, this is sometimes easier said than done. I totally agree with that. Um, Just this week, it was brought to my attention that someone was spreading um, a rumor about something I said. And truthfully, this something was very hurtful. And if I had said it, I would feel pretty convicted um, because it's definitely not something I want to be known for. I don't want my reputation to be known for it. And so I reached out to this person and I basically said, I didn't say that. And uh, and I don't know who might have, have said such a thing, but you should be, you know, definitely reevaluating who you take your information from. And that's another lesson is evaluate your source. If someone is telling you something really negative about someone else, if your first inkling is, ooh, I don't know if I believe that, I would listen to it because those are powerful gut emotions and those cannot be faked. So if you have a long history, a long friendship with someone and you overhear someone else say, that person is this or that, and you know in your heart that it is not the truth, I would definitely encourage you to take a step back, evaluate where is this information coming from? Why is this person sharing this information? Is it true? Is it not true? Because those questions matter. It's not about being perfect. It's about dealing with imperfection. Now, I know some of this sounds like a Pinterest board, so I admit that right now. But when it comes to conflict, we have got to stop skating around the issues and we've got to learn how to talk to each other. First of all, gossip kills. So when I talk about talking, it's not talking to your best friend about someone else. It's not meeting up with a group of friends and talking about the one who couldn't be there. That's called gossip. And gossip, hate, jealousy, envy, and lies. Those are the things that are destroying our sisterhood, our friendships, our relationships, our church groups, you name it. It is destroying us. A house divided cannot stand. And that's what it's doing. It's eroding our foundation. So the next time someone comes over, sits down with you for lunch, maybe another two or three girls join you, you're chit-chatting, catching up, everything is great. And then they bring up another sister, someone who maybe has been going through a rough time. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they turned to addiction whatever it was, their name is now being brought up and they're not there to participate in the conversation. That is called gossip. That is definitely not a situation where you want to be known for engaging in. So I would encourage you, if you find yourself in that position, the moment 
someone brings up this other person, or maybe you bring it up, I want you to catch yourself and say, whoa, this person is not here. And us talking about her is gossip. And I don't want to be that person. Because I can guarantee you, once you become known for gossiping, you will be known for gossiping. You will never, ever escape that reputation. So don't do it. Don't start it. Your reputation depends upon your word and how you talk about your sisters. This is something that is so important. And I would say once you start thriving on gossip and drama, don't be surprised when people stop telling you things. We recently had a a sister who got caught up in something and she felt pretty bad about it, came to me and said, you know, I was I was at an event and somehow the conversation shifted to this person who's going through a divorce and uh, I felt really bad because I participated in that and lo and behold, it got back to that person and now she won't talk to me. And unfortunately, this is exactly what is happening in our sisterhood and it's happening all the time. Another really great piece of advice I would give you when you are learning to navigate conflict is to stay out of the middle. The only worse place than being one of the two parties involved in that conflict is being the person in the middle. Somehow you become that person that both parties complain to, gossip to, cry to. You allow each of them to shed their side of the story But you never put your foot down because you have no idea who's telling you the truth. You play both sides. You're probably often accused of being naive or not seeing the big picture. And it's because you want to believe the good in everybody. But unfortunately, being in the middle of a conflict is not where you need to be seeing the good. When you know there's a conflict between two people, you should step away and stay far away. Because what it does is it's almost like a little negative seed that gets planted inside of you. And no matter what, that little seed will affect how you view both of those people forever. And they may eventually make up, they may move on, they may restore their relationship, but you will always be the person that was in the middle. And that is not a place that you want to be. So I would definitely say if you find yourself in the middle, remove yourself. Encourage those two sisters or those two people to get together, resolve their conflict, learn to reconcile, or involve a true objective third party. Do not try to be this third party. You are not objective. In fact, by the end of it, you may end up damaging your reputation with one or with both of the sisters involved, simply because you played both sides. You may also become known as two-faced among the rest of your tribe, and others will steer clear of forming tight relationships with you because they never know where you stand. Sometimes when you think you are playing a neutral ally, you are actually creating more enemies. The last thing I really want to cover is when to involve a leader. 
And I've been asked by a lot of sisters, especially when there's been a challenge in the sisterhood, they've had an, um, some sort of interaction with a sister or an argument or something that went south. And they will come to me and say, okay, when do I cry uncle? And when do we get you involved? Or when should I tell you that something's going on? And truthfully, this is a loaded question. And when I w- first when I first founded the women's group, and this was almost five years ago, I got involved in every single conflict. If a sister had a problem, if a sister got her feelings hurt, I rushed in and tried to play the doctor. I tried to heal everybody. I tried to play the mediator and bring them back together. And truthfully, all I was doing was inserting myself in the middle because I never really knew 100% the truth that happened between these two women. One woman would give me her side of the story. The other woman would give me her side of the story. And at the end of it, I would have to sort of flip a coin and think I had both versions pretty clear. But the problem is nobody really knows what went down except those two women that were involved in the conflict. So now when I get those messages, those, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this. I had an issue with a sister. I'm simply there to listen and gently advise. A lot of times it is referring them back to that other sister and helping them find the words to address it. If they don't ever address it with that sister, I can't help them. It's not my place to bring everybody into a mediation room and to try to fix it. Eventually, if you cannot learn to manage your own conflicts, and to move forward after a conflict happens, that is going to become your MO, which means every conflict you have, every relationship that ends sourly is going to continue to do so. So that is why it's so important that they have to get together, talk through it, work through those challenges, figure out how they can fix it. Sometimes, yes, you can involve the leader, but it's only when you've exhausted every other option. I would also say if you are struggling with conflict, especially with a sister or a close friend, be brave enough to apologize first. I don't know what is going on in our world today and why people have such a hard time apologizing to others. We see so many messages in the media that encourage us to be unapologetic, but that's not the same thing. It means being who you are unapologetically, but it doesn't mean not apologizing for hurting someone's feelings. If you sent a text message to someone and it hurt their feelings, you need to apologize for hurting their feelings. You don't have to apologize for sending your text message that you meant to send that was not in a hurtful manner. It means you're apologizing because it hurt their feelings. And that is an unintentional act. So if you think about if there is someone you really care about, do you want them to feel like you don't care if they're hurting? Of course you don't. You don't want them to feel that way. So when something happens, when it's misconstrued and they say, oh my gosh, your text really hurt my feelings, be the bigger person. Immediately say, I am so sorry. That is not my intent. You know, I definitely did not mean to do that. 
Don't say but and don't go on and continue to talk about what you really meant. Just say I'm sorry and leave it there. Sometimes when we apologize, we immediately heal that pain that we've caused. So that is really all I wanted to discuss today. I know conflict is a hot button in the sisterhood. And I know that it's never going to be easy for us to address. And that's okay. But if we can get better at navigating it, if we can learn those tools to talk to the other person, to go straight to the source, to stay out of the middle, when to involve the leader and when not to, and being brave enough to apologize first. Those are the keys. So if you are struggling with conflict right now in your circle of friends or in your sisterhood, sister, take heart. We are all going to face this and we're going to continue to face it until the end of time. I don't say that to discourage you. I say it to comfort you in that we are not in this alone. And I am right there with you and have dealt with this in the last week alone. Just because I'm a leader, just because I'm a speaker or an author, doesn't mean I'm immune to conflict either. Things will always be misinterpreted. Rumors will always be started. Gossip will always happen. It's how we rise above it that determines our integrity and our character. Until next time, sister, take heart. Have a great day, guys. Mm -hmm.